Hey everyone, this is Brother Wayne Clemens. I just want to thank you for tuning in with us today and being part of the worship experience here at Potter's Hope. Also, I want to tell you that there's several different venues that you'll be able to get the message in the entirety if you'd like. They're either by podcast or either going to pottershope.com where you'll also be able to listen and watch uh, for any of those times. But also, I want to encourage you to be with us in person, 8.30 Central Time at Exit 124, right there at White Mills and the Eastview Exit right off the Western Kentucky Parkway. And then also on campus, Sunday mornings here at 135 Commerce Drive uh, at 10.30. Also, our Wednesday night services at 6.33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. But anyway, God bless you. I hope this message just um, in this time of encouragement finds you doing awesome. Be encouraged and know that Jesus loves you. God bless. I like doing this, and we do this on a regular basis, and I, I do. But just go ahead and turn to somebody and say, listen, Jesus loves you, but I'm his favorite. Just go ahead. Just go ahead. You know what? My heart today is to reach one. My heart today, man, and I'm going to tell you, you may be here and you say, I don't even know why I'm here. Well, God knows. God knows. And he's ready, man, to meet you right where you're at. He is, man. He'll do for you what he's done for me and more, boy, if we'll just let him. If we'll let him. Come on, let's all go to the throne room. Heavenly Father, we come to you in the precious name of Jesus. That name that's still above every other name. And God, today we come not as many, but as one. And Father, today we come with a unified heart and a unified message that you're still the God that delivers. You're still a God that cares and that we can cast all our care upon you because you care for us. And so today, God, I pray that as the assembly, God, begins, I just pray that you sweep through this place and God, transform us, Father. Oh. Father, I just believe that you're just going to minister to every soul in this place. And we're going to leave this place changed. We love you, God. You are more than enough. Hallelujah. We give you, God, this time for sure. You're all of it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You know, sometimes you have to talk to Satan, right? Because doesn't he talk to you all the time? Doesn't he just fill your head with thoughts and thoughts that are not of the Lord? And sometimes you got to take control and say, get behind me, Satan. You got to go because I got the victory through the blood that Jesus shed for me on his cross. So let's sing it like we mean it this morning. I got the victory. Victory is mine.
thankful the victory is mine today. you bow your heads with me today. God, today we're so thankful for you. God, we're thankful that our victory is in your name today. God, that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And God, we pray today that there be freedom in this place. God, that chains will be broken today. God, even from those that feel like there's no hope, God, you be that hope today. God, we love you and we thank you. Lord, feel this place today. The weapon may be formed, but it won't prosper. When the darkness falls, it won't prevail. Because the God I serve knows only how to triumph. Oh, my God, we'll never fail. Come on. Oh, my God, we'll never fail. It's I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. It's I'm going to see a victory. love this next verse. There's power in the mighty name of Jesus. Every war he wages, he will win. And I'm not backing down from any giant. Cause I know how this story ends. I know how this story is I'm gonna see a victory And I'm gonna see a victory For the battle belongs to you, Lord And I'm gonna see a victory I'm gonna see a victory For the battle belongs to you declare this today you take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good you turn it for good you take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good you turn it for good You take what the enemy meant for evil, and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. And I'm going to see a victory. 
I'm gonna see a victory for the battle belongs to you, Lord. And I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory for the battle belongs to you. And I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory for the battle belongs to you, Lord. It's I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory for the battle belongs to you, Lord. Just somebody say I'm fixing to give him the shout off my back if you ever wanted to shout just go ahead and shout right now and just thank God and just give him that praise amen how many are thankful for the blood of Jesus Christ man that saved you and set you free I don't know about you man I used to wear tough skins when I was little and I, I don't know what size you wore but mine always said husky and uh, I remember I'd be going, I'd go to school and I'd come in and have them grass stains on my knees and different things. And sometimes your life gets a whole lot the same way. And how many of you know that sometimes you just got to shout that out? That when you feel like, man, you're right there, sometimes you just got to shout that out and declare that I'm an overcomer. Got your Bibles. Let's go. We're going. We're going. We're going to get into the Word here. Chapter thirteen. Of Luke. Of chapter thirteen and verse ten. Right, we got to get on the same page, don't? We? you today and tell you that you're you're in a place where there's a need meter he's able to cover your prayers today church the word of God says thank you for standing with me if you're able Verse 10, and the word of God said that he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, and behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and he said unto her, Woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. And the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day and said unto the people, there are six days in which men ought to work in them. Therefore come and be healed and not to do so on the Sabbath. On the Sabbath day. And the Lord then answered him and said, some bold stuff right here, thou hypocrite. He said, did not each one of you on the Sabbath, do you not loose 
your ox or your ass from the stall and lead him away to water. And ought not this woman, seeing a daughter, seeing that she's a daughter of Abraham, who Satan has bound low these 18 years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day? And when he had said these things, all his adversaries were ashamed, and all the people rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. Come on, let's pray. Father, that's your word today. Holy Ghost, you said, tell it again. <laughs> so I'm going to tell it again. God, I'm believing today that through the power of your word, people are going to be delivered. God, I'm believing today that through the power of this precious gospel, prodigals are going to come home. That, God, people are going to quit selling themselves, God, to the things of this world. And, God, today I'm believing that the idols in our mind are going to be tore down. And God, the gross groves of, of, of places that we let our minds go and our bodies enter, God, today, I'm just believing that they're going to be destroyed. God, I believe that you're raising up a mighty remnant, not bound by denomination, but built by determination. That God, I'm believing that today. So God, you do what you through the power of your name. And God, we're just believing that everyone's going to make it home today that needs it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Turn to somebody and say, why not you?
Why not just give the Lord some praise right now? Man, God is so good. I woke up this morning at 4 o'clock and uh, actually before that, but then I got into the Word and the Word began to get into me. And the Word really began to just, just saturate through my soul. And God said, He just reminded me of this very thing. Tell them again. This book absolutely changed my life. This book has taught me about the love of the Father. This book has taught me that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. This book tells me that my father was my creator. This book tells me that anything that the devil brings against me and any weapon that may be formed, it shall not prosper. This book tells me that when I can't, he says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. This book reminds me of who he is. And I'm finding out that I don't need 23 for me or whatever all that's called to find out through my ancestry. I find out through this word that I come through a long line of people that were redeemed and restored and rescued. That I find out through this precious gospel that I have a purpose in life and that God has a plan for me and his plan is good. I find out through this word that my God is all powerful, all knowing and not only is he the one that sees everything but he oversees everything that I am and who I am. I'm finding out more about him and in that I'm finding out more about me in the sense that he told me that I could do things that I didn't even realize I had the power to do. And through his word I find that I am redeemed from the curse. That I am no longer a slave to sin. That I am free because the son declares that I'm free. Today it's through the power of this word that has been a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It's this very light that's in this word that has shined into my darkness and delivered me from the darkness and brought me into that marvelous light. Does anybody know what I'm preaching about today? He told me that if you'll hide the word, if you'll hide my word in your heart, you won't sin against me. And listen, it's through the precious blood of His Son and my Savior that I can declare today that I am bought, I am paid for, and through the power of this Word, I'm everything that it says I am. He said, tell them again. Tell them again that you were bound just like she was bound. Tell them again that when he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath that you were much like her. Tell them again that you were bound by the things of your past and it had been a long time since you had even known, if you had ever known, the presence of who I am. Preach today like the place was full. Preach today like it was empty. Preach like everyone was lost and everybody needed to be saved. Can I just preach and proclaim today that the Holy Ghost would like to do a jailbreak for every person in this place? Can I declare once again that if the Son has made you free, you are free indeed. 
that this gospel has a divine purpose in the same things that we read in this word of just how this precious woman was healed and was delivered. The same thing can happen for you and I today. I want you to ask, why not me? That if God, the very God of this Bible says, I'm not a respecter of the person, I'm not a respecter of any persons or anything, that I do not relate this to color, creed, your finance, your socioeconomic mindset, that what I've done for others, I can do for you. And that if you'll put this word in your mind and in your heart, And you see, this is the thing that has to happen. That when you see him as the father and you begin to see him more than a religious figurehead. And you see that our father is approachable. So many Christians live in a life. Is he holy? Absolutely. And he says, Amy, be ye holy for I am holy. But what I have found out about the father and in my relationship as it grows with my father one much deeper than I had with my earthly father. I'm now building on something for my heavenly father that the enemy cannot take and the enemy cannot stand it because I'm finally figuring out who I am. And without an identity, you will not have an an inheritance. Turn to somebody and say, it's time to spend your inheritance. Can I tell you, you don't have to wait on a rich uncle, a rich daddy, a rich anybody else to die. Can I tell you, Jesus Christ died for your sins and you have an inheritance that, listen, is more than a love and a care package from heaven. Listen, you can have a benefit package that comes from him and more than insurance that just keeps you out of hell and gets you to heaven. You can start living out and believing for the promises of God and all of his promises are yes and amen. Tell him again. Tell him again that what I did for her I can, and what I've done for you, I can do for them. Because how many times do we come into church and we're bound by something? I've got more month than I've got money. I've got more bills than I've got this or that. And I've got all of these. Can I tell you, when you begin to read the promises of God and not just read the Word of God, but the Word of God steadies you because you're studying it and you can begin to believe the promises and declare that, God, I don't even have enough to buy a hamburger. Holy Ghost said, that's all right. I own the cattle on a thousand hills. God will show you. In church, we become a wellspring. We become a food bank that's filled with the bread of life to give to people that are within the very body of Christ to help you and I understand that He is a need meter and that He is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than we can even ask or think. Tell them. That when she walked in, maybe it was just another Sunday. And that's what happens to us, Travis, is that it just becomes another Sunday. And if it's just another Sunday, then he's just another God. And then if he's just another God, I just become another person. Can I tell you something? God ordained for us to be kings and priests and ambassadors to the kingdom of God. We are sons and daughters. We are kingdom-minded people that still believe all the book and not some of the book. We are bought with a price like I said, and Jesus Christ is not an option or an alternative. alternative. He is the only way. 
heard somebody today that, that said this earlier in the early service up at the bridge. They said this to me. They said, you know what? I almost missed church today. You know what? The enemy almost talked me out of church. Why are you talking to the devil like that? And why are you letting him talk to you that way? Amy's told me before in the past, you don't talk to me that way. And if we would take the same incentive on the inside of us and quit setting up a dialogue within thought of the enemy and start believing the word of God in our life and surrender the doubt and start believing the promises, I'll guarantee you that, listen, the word will transform your mind and it will keep you and I from conforming to the word. So is it just another Sunday? Word of God said he was just teaching in the synagogue. But can I tell you, when he was teaching the word, he was the word. And what happens and what begins to transform us in our life is that we begin, Kathy, to start speaking the word. We have to understand it is the word in us. It's Jesus Christ. And the word said that as this woman, which had this spirit of infirmity for 18 years, she was bowed together and can in no wise lift up herself. Can I just tell you again that God is here to deliver and to set anybody and everybody free. This is not just another Sunday. This is your day to be set free. And listen, not only for him to break the chains, but to take the chains and for you and I to leave this place different than we've ever been before. I was coming down the road, man, and I was just reminded of this. That isn't it the time, isn't it the time right now to let the redeemed to say so? Isn't it the time for us to declare that we are free? And isn't it the time that we declare that it's the spirit of a living God that lives on the inside of us and hell no longer has dominion over our mind and our actions because of the blood and the authority of Jesus Christ? Turn to somebody and say, he sees you. I found that in most cases, people want to be heard and they want to be seen. Unfortunately, what has happened is that you've resorted to a three by five window. And can I tell you, God sees past. Mm. Somebody's got to tell me, surely your life is bigger than three by five. You've got to tell me it's bigger than the screen that you post stuff on. I'm not against that. You all know I have this love-hate relationship that I've been talking about for months. But I've got to tell you, if you told me that that's the only way that I could live and that Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or any of those things was the only way that I could get the word out, can I tell you that won't work for me? I still like that God uses those that have been set free to tell somebody else that He can, if He did it for me, He can do it for you. I like people that are able to touch other people and to tell them that my God is alive and He's real and He's not a hologram of something. He's able and he sees me and he sees you and right where we are this morning as those tears were so hot in my eyes I could feel them welling up 
And he said, tell them what I've done for you. You're no different than she was. I've got a question for you. How long have you been like that? How long have you been in the state and in the, in the shape that you're in? I'd like to just proclaim today that you don't need to spend another day, that you don't have to spend another minute, that God is able to set you free right now, right here, and you leave different. I come today knowing this, is that, that I may just be preaching to one, or I may be preaching to all of us. I've got to tell it again, and to tell you that, listen, what he did for her, he's going to do for you. What did that look like? She was bowed to herself, which I've preached countless times. I don't know how many times I've preached this. She was bowed to herself, and in no way could she look up. She just come in. And see, I've seen this so many times before, Larry, that people come in, and because of shame, and because of guilt, and because of pain, and because of hurt, they don't want to look you in the face. And the thing that grieves my heart is some of these people come in. And listen, I'm sure they're unannounced. But listen, can I tell you, let them be unannounced. But don't let them be unnoticed. Because if God saw you, then He's going to use you to see them. And let God move in their life. The church has got to grasp this. That this is not happy hour at the club to where. Oh my goodness. But for so many, the church is clicky and clannish and everything else, and it's all these things. Instead of the kingdom of God, instead of believers that listen, that we are built upon the word of God. How many of you all know that we have the power of an almighty God living within us? And what? Man, if we could just grasp it. She comes in and she's bowed to herself and she can't see anything but her. She can't see anything but her, but he saw her. And the word said that she was bowed together and no wise could lift up herself. You need to get this and help me preach this out to you. Turn to somebody and say, you can't get up on your own. She had tried, and I'm telling you, I don't know who lied to you and told you that church would do it for you. Church never does it for anybody, but when God is in the house, He's able. So what happens every time, you know what, you get through in jail for DUI, you get this, you get that. Somebody's like, He knows my stuff. I don't know your stuff. I get accused of that all the time. Sometimes I'll get a direct word from the Lord, but can I tell you, I don't know what you did last night. I don't necessarily know what you did last week, but God does, and He sees you. He knows where you are, and He don't want you to live there anymore. I'd like to preach a message in such a way that's through Him that everybody in this place begins to realize the power of God. 
and that God did not save you just for you to sit idly by and allow yourself to be in the rubbish of the gutter and to continue on there. Can I tell you, that's not a new life, and you're not serving a new God. The God that I serve says that you're a brand new creature. Woo! Old things pass away, and behold, all things become new. The problem today is this, is that too many people are trying to live a new a new life with thinking the same old way. Listen, when you got a new life, you don't think the way you used to think. You don't do what you used to do. You don't live like you used to live. You don't pray like you used to pray. You don't sing like you used to sing. You are different from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. If people can't tell there's something different about you, I'm not talking about you done changed your hair blonde. Sorry, ladies. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm not talking about your new shirt. That's one thing. But some of y'all need a new shout. <laughs> I've said this before. You don't need a new outfit. You need a new infit. You... And the best thing about all of this is in the midst of all the teaching, in the midst of everything that's simple, and everything, she just thinks she's coming in unnoticed. You may have thought you was under the radar here, but you ain't. God sees you. God sees what you've been with. And he wants you to leave here realizing what you've been bought with. He wants to change everything about you. He wants to change everything about your home and your atmosphere. <laughs> Somebody's like, call Dr. Phil. I can't handle no more of this. His line's busy today. Some of y'all are like, I'm dialing Oprah. Go ahead. She ain't going to hear you. And then Jesus did this when he saw her. She bowed to herself. And then the word of God said, and when Jesus saw her, he called her. And then he said unto her, woman, Thou art loose from thine infirmity. It's the hidden things. This was outward. But we find out something in Scripture. I don't know how old she was, but I know that she had been bound for 18 years. And what I know is this. Is that even though it doesn't say it, I don't think she was born with it. And necessarily here that as we begin to look through Scripture. And when we begin to look at where the source of this infirmity comes, we see something deeper. And I will tell you what will always happen is that there will always be doubters in your life. And many times those are the religious people that you hang out with. When this starts here, what you'll find is that even the ones that came and said, oh, can I, this is what blows my mind. One of the things that blows my mind. So we got these, they come up to him and they said this, hey, listen, Jesus, I'm paraphrasing. Hey, listen, I don't know if you know it or not, but this is the day of rest. This is the Sabbath day. You can't do that on this day. And that's exactly what hell wants to tell you. That today's not the day for you to be healed. Can I ask you something? Is there a bad day to be healed when you need it? When you need saving, 
Brother Steve, is there a bad day to be saved? That, come on. That's like asking me, what day you eat cheesecake? I say, what day is it available? <laughs> Hello, somebody? Don't make me start talking about biscuits and gravy. I got too many memes last week from some of y'all. Is that what they call them? <laughs> huh? Could I, I want you to get something today. Let me ask you before I go any further. How many of y'all got some stuff that's trying to control you today? Unashamedly, would you please raise your hand? There's, there's some things trying to control. Why don't you just stand up if you ain't ashamed of it? Stand up if there's some things trying to control you today. The rest of you just looking at them. I wish you'd start looking at yourself like... Because other people around you right now going, Oh, I wish they'd stand up. Husbands and wives, would you please? You praying harder now than you ever prayed, but please. You can't be set free until you know you are bound. Now, I want to talk to some people. And I want to tell you that you can be free today, that you don't have to be bound by your past. You don't have to be bound with that unforgiveness. You don't have to be bound by that sin anymore. There is a chain breaker in the house. Instead of getting on TV and prayer lines, I don't even know where this is coming from. I'll tell you where it's coming from. Hell. The Word of God said Satan had her bound all these years. We got so many people so caught up in religion. We don't pray like that. We don't sing like that. We don't play like that. We don't do like that. We don't like this and like that. That's the problem with the world today. You're looking for all the likes when you got a God, a God that loves you. We need some boldness to come back in the house. We need the place. Can I tell you something? Everybody wants to be free, but nobody wants to admit that they got sin in their life. That is the best thing, man, that could ever happen. That when you say, I got some stuff, that when you come, Kevin, when we come before him and we simply come humbly before an almighty God and a loving father, that when we can do that and we say, God, I know today I'm not perfect. I know today that I've got a ways to go. And I can declare, God, this very thing, that I'm bringing that to you today and I'm not going to wait until tomorrow. The church is sick and anemic because we've allowed sin not to creep in but to come in and bust the doors down in the church and Christian people are no different than the hellish lifestyle of the world. I'm getting there today. He saw her. Come against every piece of religion that was there in the house. I'm thankful for those today that said, I'm not going to leave here the same way. I got some stuff and I'm getting ready to get set free. You notice what he did? God is a God of order. Larry, I love this. He is a God of order. Y'all been helping me so far, help me. Again, turn to somebody and say, it's already there. 
What you need, Nancy, is already there. Can I show you how, how God, listen, can I tell you, you, you are a forethought, not an afterthought. That's worth pondering. God thought of you. Before Adam sinned, you was already on his mind. You're not an afterthought. That when you come along, you think, I'm the worst heathen ever been. God ain't ever dealt with heathen. <laughs> no. God knew you would. And even while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Don't tell me that because you're not an afterthought. As I begin to look at this and I begin to survey and see that he's a God of order, that when he says this, woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. You know, I've said this before, and I think it, I, I believe it to be true because it, it shows me something here is that the shame to get whatever that it was, whatever, it, it caused her to look over, and this had to be something going on with her back. Let me tell you the way God showed me back pain. I don't ever want it no more. I question God. I see people healthy on the outside, and they say, I got back pain. I said, you don't look like you got no back pain. Can I be real before y'all? <laughs> I'm not. Can I tell you, you can be set free. Now, I ain't going to let you stay there. And then one day, I said, oh, what's that? I don't see nothing, but I feel something. And I need to tell you today that that is so real. So many people walk in this church and walk in church doors everywhere, and you don't see it, but they still feel in it. And they feel the effects of that. You're like, well, okay, we're just going to say two songs and say you'll be okay and go home. And if he hurries, we'll get to the Mexican restaurant on time. <laughs> Wrap it up, Pastor. <laughs> Wrap it up. The problem is this, it ain't your back hurting. But there's some people hurting in this house. And you don't want me to see it, but God sees it. And I declare today that you are loosed in the name of Jesus Christ. And you're going to leave this place walking head up, unashamed and no guilt. And you're going to leave this place different than the way you come in. You're going to leave it with the love of God being poured out. But you've got to admit it. You and I have to come before God and say we are broken. We are a mess. We have sin in our life. Listen, the enemy wants you to keep that concealed. It's when those things become open unto God. You don't have to please. Stop. Stop right here. We don't have a confession box here. We don't have a green light, a red light, or anything else. Can I tell you, there's but one mediator between man and God in His name is Jesus Christ. You don't need me. Listen, you need Him. You don't need the Pope. You don't need to call Furtick. You don't need to call Hagee. Why don't you call on God and leave this? 
Can I get a witness, Chad? Woo! You see, our leader, it's when we get to that place that he changes us and he sets us free. That we leave this place different. I'll bring it home. Praise team, come, come. This is the enemy. In the church today, I don't know whether it's we, we don't care, or we just can't see it, I don't know what it is, but we're under attack. We are under attack. And I'm going to tell you something that amazes me is that you know what's been on the news, man. You see all of that. And I'm looking at these Ukrainian people. And I'm not here, man, to preach you politics. I'm not here. Let me just tell you the, the surface of this and what I see. I see a people that say, I'm not willing to give up this ground. This is the ground that was given to us. And I watch them and they say, I'm willing to give my life for this ground. If we could get about five Christians to say this ground is the ground that God gave me. I'm not leaving this grace-filled ground, this blood-bought ground, this faith-based ground that Jesus gave me. You didn't give it to me, and you ain't going to take it from me. You can fire your fiery darts as far away as you want to. God gave me this. She left different. She left different. The thing that happens within our life today is that you have to leave different. It had to do something or they're back. What I find that cripples most, it's what is back there. What I find in all the simplicity is this, is that it's your past that doesn't just haunt you. You let it continually hurt you. And what happens is this, man, is that we're serving. We're serving who we were instead of what we are. And a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. It is absolutely fortifying your soul and your mind to the very Word of God that where I started with. It begins, Amy, with doing this even in my own heart and in my own mind this morning and declaring unto myself. And see, before so many times, Jenny, as you pedal whatever's on your heart, so many times before I've preached to you, Bill, I've had to preach to myself. William, I'm going to tell you, there's been so many times that when I didn't see it, I still preached it. You see, this is the thing that it's in those times to where we really build faith and faith builds us. It's when I come to that place in Him and I begin to declare, somebody say, I'm more than a conqueror. To be more than a conqueror doesn't mean that you're just going to conquer it. You're going to begin to possess it. And you see, that is the very thing that you and I have to grasp. Then my mind goes further. Somebody say, I'm persuaded that neither death nor life, 
Somebody say, nor powers, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come. Ooh, come on, somebody. Say, nothing's going to separate me from me and my God. And leave. Oh, y'all need more than that. You see, you got to start preaching this to yourself. Somebody shout, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You see, you've got to understand that God loved you and I so much that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him wouldn't just have temporary life, wouldn't just have a moment of peace, but we've got eternal life and eternal peace and eternal joy. Oh, I wish I'd get five people with me today. I wish I could get somebody to start preaching to themselves and not just taking this as a pep rally, but taking this as the point that God has set you. I want to believe it. It's on you now. Somebody going to have to do something with that noise. I love you, but I'm just being real. I don't need a distraction right now. Because the enemy's good at what he does. How many of y'all ready? Ready to come? Some of y'all stood and said, I'm ready for this to be my day of change. If you stood before, will you stand right now unashamedly and say, this is my day. I'm not going to be bound by that anymore. I'm not going to be bound by my guilt. Oh, I need, I need some men to stand in here because I tell you what, you're telling me you see God and you're seeing everything else on the Internet and you ain't told nobody else about it. And it, it's not only crippling your mind, it's crippling your marriage. Huh? You're thinking somebody looking at me. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. How many of y'all still struggling with your past? No more. No more. Here's what's going to happen. In the name of Jesus, Satan, you get your hands off of their mind and off of their body. In Jesus' name. Come on, everybody pray. Pray in this house right now, God. I know right now, God. Right now, God. Let them follow. Those of you standing, come on up to the altar. Don't be ashamed of it. We're going to lay it down right here. Satan's not going to control your steps anymore. He's not going to control your sight anymore. You're going to give it to him. You may say, I I, I ain't been here five minutes. Elders, I'm talking to you and me too. I'm talking to all of us. I'm talking from the back row to the front row. I'm talking about letting a holy God get a hold of our life and changing us and setting us free and say, I refuse to be bound anymore. These chains are coming off of me today. The chains of addiction, control. I don't have to name it for you. 
Now I'm supposing that the rest of you are free. So those of you today that are back there that are still in the seat, there's no condemnation in my voice. Can I ask you now to come? Would you come and would you put a hand? Ladies, put a hand on another lady's back and would you believe with them? Would you do that right now? Would you do that? Elders, will you come? Listen, men, will you come and put a hand on another man's back? All over the house. You don't have to sit there anymore. You're part of this, man. This is a family, not a factory. God wants to set you free. God wants to deliver you today. Revival begins right now, right here. And those chains are falling off of you in Jesus' name. The chains of doubt, the chains of addiction, that all of those things of not being enough. And you need to hear me right now. The spirit of rejection gone in Jesus' name. Sometimes I don't know what I'm battling. Larry, I don't. And I, I really didn't know. But this morning at 3, I got up and it was heavy. And it was pushing. And sometimes I can't put my finger on it. But I know where it comes from. All I could do was pray the word over myself. All I could do was pray it and believe it. How many of you believe that it was worth it today to see Chad get saved? See, God, I don't feel like preaching. He said, tell him again. Tell him again. Now it's on you. Go, Julie, tell him again. Tell him again how big your God is. Tell him again how good your God is. If you're telling them how big, how good, how awesome. He's worth it. And you're worth it. Larry, the word said, I have not seen, ear hath not heard, neither is it entered in the heart of man the things that God has prepared for him. And I know many times we ascribe that to heaven. And I guess it's okay, but it's so much more than that. It's from the Old Testament to the New Testament. The things that were hidden in the Old Testament now have been revealed. And even some things that were hid to the men of God and the women of God in the New Testament now are being revealed to you. And I, that sometimes I can't see it. Sometimes I can't hardly even hear it. But that's when I know it. And I know today that God's got a plan. Don't quit. Don't quit. The reason I can tell you is this, is that a young man, another young man last week, there was a young man, Caleb, that came back to the Lord that was involved in witchcraft, worshiped Satan and different things. Remember me, I told you that? He was back today at church. And he was brand new. A young man that had been coming for two or three years and he had been delivered from drugs and he had been coming and really trying to walk it out, Steve. He really had. And, but over the past six months, maybe eight months, he got sifted. He went back to a life of drugs. He lost his job. And I didn't know where he was going to end up. 
But this morning he ended up at church and he ended up at Jesus' lap. And he came back home. For those of you that have prodigals and those of you that are praying, bring them home. Can I tell you to keep praying? Don't you dare lose heart. Don't you dare quit praying. Don't you dare quit believing. Those prodigals are going to rise up out of the pig pen. You may not see it yet because they're so far away. But God's working in their mind. Listen to me, mamas and daddies. You stay put. You stay put. You stay there with arms open wide and with the expectation on the front porch of your soul waiting for them to come home because God's going to let them arise. And... You keep believing, church. You keep believing. I covet your prayers, I do. You don't have to stand today. Just forget about everybody else for a minute. I'm going to start praying. And then this lady right here, man, that I tell you what, boy, when she begins to pray, and I say this because she can't. She's too humble. But when she begins to pray, man, somehow she gets heaven's attention. And it's just like she begins to pull the pull toes of Jesus. And I want to tell you, man, listen, church, don't quit. I'm going to start blessing you, and she's going to keep blessing you. And you're going to leave this place blessed. Covet your prayers. We'll start in a conference tonight down at Sturgis, Kentucky, there with Brother Tim Rigdon and his wife, Barb. Man, they got, they got so many good folks, man, coming. If you have a chance to get down there to Sturgis, go. I think it'll be on the website. God bless you. Let me bless you. Heavenly Father, right now, we're just so thankful for one more. Thank you for Chad. Thank you for those souls today that got delivered. And Father, now we're going to live free. We're going to walk in that power and that anointing. And today, God, we're going to leave here with our heads held high and our hearts lifted up because of what you've done. That God, you're raising up mighty men and women of God. And God, you're going to use us in these last days. Be that hope, Lord. Be that hope. Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning for your presence. We thank you that you see us. Even though we may feel like we're walking in such darkness that no one can see us, you do. And you don't just see us, you love us. And you care about us and you care about what we care for. You said, bring all your cares to me. Cast all your cares upon me. And then I just pray for the one that's walked in this place that feels like no one has seen them, no one knows what they're battling. God, I want to remind you that God knows. He knows your hurt. He knows what you've been dealing with. He knows the weight of what you've been trying to carry and what you've been trying to fix. And He wants you to bring it to Him. 
Just like we sang today, you're able to take all of that and trade it for your goodness and your grace and your mercy. And that weight can be lifted and we can walk out of here free in you not to pick it up again. God, I just pray for your people today that they live, leave here in victory. That they leave here changed. And if they haven't made it right, God, that they would run into your presence. They would know that it's not too late. And they would seek you. Because you are, God, the answer for every need that we have. And we're so blessed and we're so thankful that we can call upon you in a time of trouble, in the time of victory, in the time of joy. It doesn't have to be just in the time of need. You're always there and you walk every step with us. God bless your people today. Let them walk in your favor. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Hey, everybody, just wanted to thank you once again for being with us here in our worship service today and taking the time out, which I know is so valuable to you. God bless you and be encouraged. And remember, Jesus is King.